Good to see all of you this morning. Please turn in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 13. We are finishing our study through Hebrews this morning. How many of you have ever had a friend or someone hook you up with tickets or a job or some other opportunity? Anybody? All right. So we got something through them. They, because of them, because of their connection, something about our life and our circumstance changed. And so that's what we're actually talking about this morning. We're talking about through him. If you remember the study as we've traveled through Hebrews, he began by explaining the law and why Jesus is better. And as we traveled from that starting point, because he was speaking to Israel. And so he was addressing where they were to bring them to Christ. Now we're leaving them with the idea that it's through him and not through works that they are touched or that they are, that they have power, that they are on the right track. And so we're going to pick up in verse 15 and we're going to read through verse 25. Through him then... Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit, of, the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name and do not neglect doing good and sharing for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief. For this would be unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a good conscience, desiring to conduct ourselves honorably in all things. And I urge you all the more to do this, so that I may be restored to you sooner. Now the God of peace who brought up from, brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you and every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. But I urge you, brethren, bear with this word of exhortation, for I have written to you briefly. Take notice that our brother Timothy has been released, with whom, if he comes soon, I will see you. Greet all your leaders and all the, the saints. Those from Italy greet you. Grace be with you all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your instruction here. And Father, I pray that you'll give us word, uh, ears to hear and feet to obey. That we'll be honest with ourselves as we travel through this, Father. Because we live and move and breathe and have our being in you. And it is through you that we have victory. And so, Father, I pray that you will open up the eyes of our heart to hear what you have to say to each one of us this morning. But, Father, only you know what's going on in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. And we trust that you'll be thorough and gentle. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, we're going to learn through him that we praise uh, that through him we praise, obey, pray, are equipped, and grow. 
And so it's an interesting journey. Through him, we praise. When it says through him, it means that he empowers us to sacrifice. It's not something that we come up with that is part of a self-effort, is part of uh, something we do because of the law instructing us to do that. It's a sacrifice. This is the outflow of Christ in us through him. He will cause us as we live, as he lives his life through us, to naturally sacrifice. Because God is a God who gives. God is not a God who takes. He gives. He gives to us. He gave us his only begotten son. He gave us the creation of this world. He gave us the heavens and the stars in one verse. He gives us the green grass and the trees and the, and the rivers and the oceans. And he constantly gives to us. And even though sometimes we don't always see it, he is constantly giving. So through him, we praise. We, have, we uh, praise giving thanks to his name. See, we, that's really an interesting uh, phrase if you think about it. Because when you give thanks to his name, when it talks about coming in the name of the Lord, or coming, we're going based upon his authority. When I come in the name of the king, if I speak for the king, I'm coming under his authority. So when we praise him, even our praising of him comes because uh, he works in us to allow us to see him, to understand what he's doing. And we respond to that by praise. And so we're praised, giving thanks to his name. You see his hand in humbly and praise humbly. See, because God is at work in our lives all the time. Now, some of the things that God does in our lives, we don't always like, do we? <laughs> Sometimes he's showing us, he's correcting us, he's shedding light on things. And then there's other times that we would say, oh, well, that's a blessing. Where we get a gift or a new baby is born or we avoid a ma major illness. But the truth is, it's all a blessing. It's all part of the blessing in the journey of walking with him. And so through him, we praise, giving thanks to his name. Through him, he tells us, or through him we praise by doing good and sharing. See, this sees others and is unselfish with our own resources. And so when he's talking about doing good, you know, we've been talking about the, the good and bad tree, and we've been talking about these other things. He's talking about the expression of himself because if it's through him, it's not through us. It's him in us that we do it, not by our own strength or by our own power, but through him that we demonstrate to others the love of Christ, the hope that comes from him, and what it means to be in a relationship with him. And so it sees others and is unselfish with our own resources. Listen. How many of your resources do you really own? <laughs> we don't own anything. Nothing. Everything we have belongs to him. Whether it's financial resources, whether it's assets, whether it's talent, whether it's aptitude, whether it's time. Even our time belongs to him. And so be careful. Listen, through him, we praise and we're told here that it pleases God. See, when we respond to his empowerment, it pleases him. When we're on the road that he set before us, it pleases him. 
when we're expressing him through our lives to others, to him, and all that we do, it pleases him. And so it's through him. They were trying to please God by meeting a set of rules. And what he's saying here is we praise through him, not through the sacrificial system or a bunch of laws and legalities. We praise through him. And so through him we praise. But through him we also obey. Now this is a word that we all just love. Don't we love the word obey? It's almost always used in a derogatory term, isn't it? Jesus, we're trying to get compliance about something. But you just need to obey. Children love it especially. Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. And all the parents said, and all the children said, oh my. (laughs) (laughs) For this is right in the Lord. To obey your parents. And so we think about, usually when we think about obedience, we think about what we don't want to do, right? Things that are being, we're being forced to do. And that's not what's going on here. All of our obedience in life has to be empowered by him. See, because we, as human creatures, we want to be the king of our own destiny, don't we? We want to kind of run our own way. We don't want to, we don't want to fall in line and submission to anybody. You ever said that to you? Well, nobody can tell me what to do. Don't you love that one? You ever said that? You don't have to raise your hands. <laughs> I think we've all said that. But what's going on here is this. Obedience is selflessness and trusting. Your leaders carry the weight of hearing him, obeying themselves, and communicating to you so that you can follow together, so we can follow together. And so, if your leaders are doing that, and are doing it, are seeking Him, and following Him, when you know somebody is hearing the voice of God, it's a lot easier to follow them, right? Or when you believe that. Or when you believe they're kind. That's why Jesus says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because He carries it. And so we have a job to do that. And so it's our responsibility. And you have other leaders in your life. All authority is given by God. Whether it's the government. Whether it's at work. Whether it's your teachers at school. Or whether in the church. And so it's given by God. And so we. (laughs) When you are willing to obey. And willing to submit. It increases the weight of that responsibility. When we know you are willing to obey, because ultimately all our obedience is to his direction, not our own, because we obey together. You're looking for me and Stephen to hear from God and follow him. And that's that's our only joy for you is to hear, let you hear the voice of God and follow him. And that's what we have to give away is just that. And so your willingness to obey brings us joy. And causes us to want to hear. And unwillingness to obey gives grief, making us apprehensive to hear from God because we know we're going to have to deal with you. And there have been people in church that have done that, that have said, I, <laughs> I had a friend who somebody came to him, he was a pastor, 
And they said that they've been given the gift of preacher corrector. Yeah, isn't that nice? I would ask them to show me that in the Bible. Because my Bible says that's the Holy Spirit. And that he places me in the hollow of his hand. The, the difference for me is I'm not, I can't get away. All he's got to do is go, and it's over. That's a Greek word. And it had a vowel in it. Yeah. I mean, God is, God knows what he's doing. There's, listen, if we're all seeking together and we're hearing together, we're going to be on our knees together. Seeking him. And so obedience, it's really all of our obedience to him. This is not some, some power trip. Because the person in charge here is the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. Amen. That's who it's supposed to be. Not anybody else. Not any human person. We have responsibilities under his authority. And so we are under authority as well. And so through him we praise. Through him we obey. Through him we pray. When we pray, we need to be praying in accordance with his will. We need to be praying for... You ever had an unmet prayer request? Anybody? You ever wonder why? I have. I've had prayer requests that didn't seem to be answered. What I realized was, is I wasn't praying the will of God. But then I wanted to blame God for not answering. (laughs) The problem wasn't God. The problem was this little circle right here. The center of this world. Me. When I make stuff about me, I can't hear or see what God's up to. Well, God, you need to do this. And then you get mad with him and blame him. It's not, we pray through him. He's created the access to the Father, didn't he? Didn't Jesus Christ, by his shed blood, give us access to the Father? We don't have access on our own. We pray in Christ. They they request prayer here in this passage for a good conscience. You know, they don't want to violate the leading of the Lord. Have you ever had a conversation when God gave you some direction? Mark, I need you to go do this. Well, God, you need me to do that today. Yeah, I did. Can I do it like this? You guys probably don't ever have that problem. Well, I, yeah, okay, I'll do it. You ever, you do that, anybody did that as a kid? Where your parents tell you to do something, you say, oh yeah, I'll do it. And then you're, you delay the activity. Clean your room, I'll get it. Kids are like, shh. And so it's not getting done, even though we're giving the right answers. Just giving the right answers, we need to pray with a sincere heart. With a sincere heart. And so they prayed for a good conscience. In other words, one that heard the voice of God and responded to it. They prayed for honorable conduct in all things. In other words, knowing what God is up to and falling in line with behavior that aligns with what he's doing. Conduct that honors him. That falls out of a heart submitted to him because it's through him that we pray. They pray to complete their mission so they could come see them sooner. So there was kind of two parts to that. God had set him on a journey 
and on a course and on a, on a plan. And they knew that they were not set free to go do that until they completed what God had given them to do. And so they weren't like, hurry up and finish this so we can come see you. No, they wanted to be complete and have it done so they could have joy from that and joy to be with them again as well. You know, we so often, sometimes we get what we pray for and then we're always looking for the next thing. You ever notice that? Always looking for the next thing. I've never understood the lines at the Apple store when the new phones come out. You know, it's the same people that were in the lines for the last version. You know, we've got to always have something newer and better and greater instead of being content in Him. And so they had prayed. When we pray for the things God wants, He moves and answers those prayers. And so through Him, we are also equipped. We're equipped through Him. Jesus, who rescued you, will equip you to do His will. He will give you what you need to do what He wants you to do. You're going to be equipped. You ever felt like God asked you to do something and you're like, man, I don't know how to do that or I'm not, you know, I don't have the time to do that or I don't have this. I don't have those resources. The God who has the resources asks you to do it. Why do we worry about the resources? Ours is just simply the obedience and the joy of doing that. He equips us. It may be something that we need to learn and a, and a switch flips in your mind where you're able to do that. And all of a sudden it starts to make sense where it didn't make sense before. Or maybe somebody comes, I mean, I, this is a true story. There was a, there was a school that I knew about they were in a trustee meeting and they were they were on their last dollar. And one of the guys prayed, said, Lord, would you you own a cattle on a thousand hills? Would you sell some of them and send us the money? They prayed in the morning, they went out, and in the mail that day there was a check from a local rancher who had sold some cattle and said, God told me to give this to you. God knew in advance what he was going to pray. Put that on somebody's heart before that, who actually obeyed him, and then they saw how the things worked together. See, don't think that you're just an island. You think, well, it doesn't matter, I don't matter, you know, I could come or go and nobody would even know, and I'm guilty of that too. But the truth is, we're in this together, folks. We're in this together. We're going to rejoice together, we're going to weep together. We're going to yaya together, and we're going to celebrate together. Y'all know what yaya is? Y'all ever do that at home? Y'all ever have some yaya time? <laughs> That's part of the journey. I don't know any two <laughs> yaya. That's a Greek term meaning we fight sometimes. <laughs> That's just part of it. I don't know any two married people who don't yeah yeah sometimes. That maybe you're the exception. If you are, I would love to meet you. And I want and I would love for you to teach a lesson on how to do it. Because I've not found it yet. And it's not Terry's fault. She didn't even say amen. See, that proves it. <laughs> And so he, he equips us to do. 
It's part of our salvation. Because he saves us unto good works that he's laid out for us from the foundation of the world. It's part, when he saves you, he equips you to do that. He gives you everything you need to accomplish his will. We need to rest in it and receive what he has for us. He works in us the things that are pleasing to him. And that allows us to, we find joy naturally as a Christian in the things that please God. We don't have to work it up. It's a result of knowing him. And so he, those he equips, he plans to use. If he's equipping you, he's planning to use you. If you're saved, you're being equipped. If you're not already equipped, you have everything you need for what you need to do right now. And if there's something more later, he will bring more equipment. And so through him we're equipped. Finally, through him we grow. He tells us to bear with this word of exhortation. Now he's talking to the Jews here. And when he tells them that, when he talks about that word of exhortation, he had just laid out the preeminence of Christ and what he had done. He said, you need to bear with us. And what he's saying is, you need to think about it. You need to take this in. This is the truth. And so he's laying the hammer down here at the very end. We need to not miss it. We need to interact with it. We need to take it in. Listen to me. If you take nothing away from here this morning, I hope you get this. Knowledge does not equal growth. Knowledge does not equal growth. I can recite the entire Bible from front to back. I can tell you where all the breaks are. I can tell you where all the sevens and the threes are. I knew one guy that stood up in church when I was a boy and said, we don't need to read our Bible, we need to count it. And I was like, whoa, that's a problem. I could tell you the center verse of the Bible, the, Bible, the verse that's got the most syllables, the, verse, the shortest verse in the Bible. It's found in John 7. It's two words. The first word is Jesus and the last word is with. Isn't it funny that that was made one verse? The shortest verse is Jesus wept. Out of everything it could have been. I could do all of that. Knowledge does not equal growth or maturity. Information transferred to our brain does not make us into what God... Now, are we supposed to study to show ourselves approved? Absolutely. Are we to equip ourselves in the knowledge of God's word? Absolutely. But that in itself is not the end. The application of it is the end. To where it transforms us. Because we are being renewed by the washing of the word in our mind. That's the, the interaction of the Holy Spirit with what you've read and studied. As he transforms you from the inside out in your thinking. Because sometimes as Christians, we have stinking thinking. Sometimes it's the way it works. 
But we have to be honest with it. We can't just pretend that it doesn't exist. So growth comes from receptivity to his work in you. Don't dismiss the things you don't like. Look, there's stuff in this. I don't know about you, but there's stuff in this Bible I don't like. And you know why? Because society has changed me to where I don't like that. That's a problem. We're to be renewed. We're not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That's the exact verse. You know, we're today, we're afraid as Christians to stand up and speak for Christ. Because people are going to call us religious bigots and people who are, are stupid and don't know anything. Let them call me that. It's not the worst thing I've been called. <laughs> Let them call me that. Because in the end, in the end, their end is tragic if we don't. Their end is awful. They're speaking in ignorance and we're listening and responding. I mean, imagine if somebody stood at the edge of Grand Canyon and said, no, Mark, you can make it. You can make it. You just got to run faster. You got to run fast. You can do it. Okay. We're listening. We're letting it affect us. Listen, folks, we have truth. This is it. And we know the one who is truth. We cannot compromise that to go along and get along. Because he said he's going to offend. If you hunger for the truth, then you need to seek it. We can't dismiss the things we don't like. Study and find out why they're there. Then you're understanding him and becoming like him. That's what growth is about. And so if we're going to discover our life through him, there's some takeaways for us. If we're going to discover our life through him, we must pay attention. One, pay attention to what he's doing in you and around you. These are usually related, even though you may not see it at first. Like God might be speaking to me about some things in my life where I need to learn or where I need to grow or an area that he wants me to study. And then all of a sudden somebody comes up and asks me a question related to that. Or it comes up in conversation, that particular thing. Or a verse that I ran across in my studies that didn't relate to it, but I thought it did because I had to study it to figure it out. He ends up using that. And so pay attention to those things. We need to pay attention to the leading that's going on from the Lord. What he's doing in and around you, listen, that's the fun stuff. This is the fun stuff. You want God to speak to you, you have to be willing to listen and to respond. If we're going to discover our life through him, we must trust his word. There are things that we talked about that you may not agree with, especially things not popular today, 
Don't dismiss them. In these things, realize society has impacted you contrary to God's word. We must fall in line with the word of God if we're going to accomplish the will of God. The flesh never accomplishes the will of God. All we want to do, and here's the, all we really want to do is his will, right? Right? Right. Just checking. Don't give me that look. That's all we really want to do. It's his will. Not what we think he needs help with. You realize how arrogant that is? Let me help God with this. Let me help him. I want to, and it, it comes out of a sincere place, I think, because we want to give back out of gratitude. But if I have, I mean, how many kids made ashtrays when they were, well, those, those of us in this generation <laughs> made ashtrays for their parents in school? I did. My parents didn't smoke. <laughs> Unless they're on fire. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's a useless gift. Because it's what we made for them. Not what they wanted. They wanted me to clean my room. Still. That would have been a better gift. Thank you. Thank you for helping out. And so we need to trust his word. Three, be willing to yield. Yikes. Be willing to yield. How many of you have ever been at an intersection where there was a yield sign? And it just would have been so much better if it had been a stop sign. And you're like, do I yield or do I think I can beat him? You ever say that to yourself? <laughs> Come, on. Come on, I know, because, well, I've ridden with other people. <laughs> yeah. Do we think we can beat him? Do we think we know better? Or do we just yield to God? And that's what we do. Listen, it's hard if you're headstrong or confident. And I know none of y'all are like that. Give way for God to come through. Empower you and reveal himself instead of showing yourself. Yield. Yield to him. Simple. But I don't know why it's so difficult, but it is. Yield. You know, in the summer of 1986... I don't know where you were in 1986. But two ships collided in the Black Sea off the coast of Russia. Anybody remember that accident? It's a true story. Hundreds of passengers died and they were hurled into the icy waters below. News of the disaster was further darkened when an investigation revealed the cause of the accident. It wasn't a technology problem or a malfunction. Or even thick fog. The cause was human stubbornness. Here's what happened. Each captain was aware of the other ship. The other ship's presence nearby. Both could have steered clear. But according to the news reports, neither captain wanted to give way to the other. Each was so proud to yield, to yield first 
by the time, too proud to go first, by the time they came to their senses, it was too late. And all those people died because of it. They didn't want to yield. They didn't want to yield. Is there anything in your life that you don't want to yield to God? Is it a possession, an attitude, something that makes you vulnerable? Something that would be seem unfair if you think God does what he wants to do? Listen, if we don't yield something, tragic things could happen. If we don't yield, something tragic could happen. Like missing the opportunities in which God has planned to use us. That would be a tragedy. We ought to yield to Him and enjoy all that He has for us. If we trust Him, we need to yield. I'm going to ask everybody to bow their head and close their eyes.